Bakersoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Lightfoot is hurt. Lightfoot, the leaping goat, episode two. Mister Sharphorn. The man goat was so surprised at what Lightfoot had done in leaping over the edge of the cliff that for a second he did not know what to do. Indeed, Sharphorn, who was running very fast, could hardly stop in time to save himself from sliding over. Look out there, Lightfoot! He called. I didn't mean to make you do that. I wouldn't have hurt you very much. Why did you jump? But Lightfoot could not answer. He was falling down through the air. Indeed, he himself hardly knew why he had jumped. He almost wished he had not. Far down below, he saw the shanty of the widow Maloney, and he saw the hard rocks and ground all around it. Somewhere down there, Lightfoot would land, and he might be badly hurt. For he was not one of the kind of goats that are said to turn somersaults in the air when they leap and land on their big curved horns. What's the matter? Called Grandpa Bumper as he heard Mr. Sharphorn shouting in his bleating voice. Lightfoot has jumped over the edge. Called the other goat. Oh my! He'll be killed! Cried Mrs. Sharphorn. You shouldn't have chased him, Sharpie. For some time she called her goat husband fat. I, I didn't mean to make him jump. Went on Mister Sharphorn. I was only trying to scare him away from our feeding place. He is too young to come up here. I'm sorry. Oh, what a big jump he made! Cried Grandpa Bumper, for he knew it was about twenty-five feet from the rocky edge down to the ground below. If he isn't killed or hurt, it will be a wonder. Of course, all this took place much more quickly than I can tell it. It was only a few seconds. Lightfoot was falling down and down, or rather, he had jumped down. And as he left the edge of the rocks and looked below, he wished he had taken the butting from Mister Sharphorn. But it was too late now. And then, all of a sudden. Lightfoot did that which gained him the name of being a very wise young goat. Below, he saw the tin and board roof of the Maloney shanty. It stood about fifteen feet high, and Lightfoot thought if he could land on that, it would shorten his big jump. He would not have to go so far, and then he could leap down that much more easily. So he gave himself a shake. And a twist in the air, as some acrobats do in the circus, and as cats and goats do when they jump. And instead of heading straight for the hard ground, Lightfoot aimed his four feet at the roof of the shanty. Just then, Mrs. Maloney came to the door to watch her son going down the street with the basket of clothes on his wagon. Look, look, Mike! Called the widow. Sure, it's a flying goat. Lightfoot is now. He's fallen down out of the sky, and indeed it did look so. But before Mike could answer, Lightfoot had landed on the roof of the shanty amid a great clattering of the boards and tin that kept out the rain. 
The roof was flat, and the boards were springy, so the goat sort of bounced up and down like the man when he falls into the circus net, though of course to a less degree. And it was this that saved the goat from being hurt. He was shaken up a bit, and jarred, but he had safely jumped from the top of the rocks to the roof of the shanty. From there it was easy to get down, for at one side was a shed with a little lower roof, and when Lightfoot had leaped to this, he had no trouble in jumping to a soft place on the ground just outside the kitchen door. "'Well, of all things!' exclaimed the widow Maloney. "'You're the jumpiest goat I ever had. "'You're that light on your feet a clog dancer would admire you. "'Sure, it's a fine goat you are. "'We never had any goat to jump the likes of Lightfoot,' cried Mike." running back to see if his pet was hurt, for he loved Lightfoot better than any of the others. He patted the shaggy coat of the animal and looked at him, saw that he was not in the least harmed. Lightfoot felt a little pain, but he could not tell Mike about it. Oh, how did you ever dare do it? asked Blackie, running up to Lightfoot with a piece of pasteboard in her mouth. Weren't you afraid? I, I guess I didn't have time to be answered, Lightfoot. I didn't think they'd drive me away from up there. Mike went on with the washing when he found Lightfoot was not hurt, and Mrs. Maloney went back in the shanty. From the edge of the rocks above, the other goats looked down. Say, youngster, called Mr. Sharphorn to Lightfoot. I didn't mean to make you do that. Are you hurt? Not a bit, answered Lightfoot, who was beginning to feel a bit proud of himself now. That was a wonderful leap, said Mrs. Sharphorn. Indeed it was, added Grandpa Bumper. Of course, I have made such leaps as that when I was younger, but I can't any more for a kid that was very good, Lightfoot. He won't be a kid much longer, said Mrs. Sharphorn. Then she said something in a low baah to her goat husband. Why, yes, answered Mr. Sharphorn, I guess. After this big leap he did today, Lightfoot can come up among us other goats now. You may come up to the top of the rocks whenever you like, he went on to Lightfoot. We won't chase you away any more. And may Blackie come up with me and eat the sweet grass? asked Lightfoot, having a kind thought for his little friend. Can she climb that far? asked Grandpa Bumper. I'll help her, offered Lightfoot. Then you may both come, went on the old grandfather goat, ruled the re over the rest. Your grass down there is getting pretty dry, he went on. Come up whenever you want to, and Lightfoot don't try any more such risky jumps as that. You might break a leg. So after all, you see, Lightfoot's big jump turned out to be a good thing for him and Blackie. After Lightfoot had rested a bit, he and Blackie went up to the top of the rocks, Lightfoot helping the girl goat over the rough places, and soon all the widow Maloney's animals were cropping the sweet grass on top of the high rocks. Lightfoot's leap was talked about among the goats for many a day after that. The goat grew bigger and stronger, and every chance he found he practiced jumping until he could do almost as well as Mr. Sharphorn, who was the best sleeper of all the goats in Shantytown, as the place of the squatters was called. Day after day, Lightfoot would practice jumping and climbing among the rocks, sometimes alone and sometimes with Blackie. One day, when he had made a very hard jump from one rock to another, 
He heard some boy and girl talk in the road in front of the widow's shanty. Looking down, Lightfoot saw a small cart drawn by a pony, and seated in the cart was a man, and with him were his two children. Oh, look, George, called the little girl. There's that nice goat we saw when we were going to the circus the day we got back Tinkle, our pony. So it is, Mabel, answered the boy. Could we ever have a goat, Daddy? He asked his father as the pony cart stopped. Oh, I guess not, said the man. Tinkle is enough for you. Then to Mrs. Maloney, who came to the front gate, he said, That's a fine goat you have. Sure, and you may well say that. You're the gentleman who went past here a few days ago, aren't you? Yes, I was on my way to the circus, and it was there we got back my children's pony, which had been stolen. Well, I'm glad you have him back, said the widow Maloney, with a twinkle in her kind, airish blue eyes. You should have seen Lightfoot leap from the top of the rocks to the roof of my shanty one day. Did he really do that? asked George. He did, and Mrs. Maloney told about it. Meanwhile, Tinkle, the trick pony, was having a little talk with Lightfoot. Where were you really stolen? asked Lightfoot when Tinkle had told some of his adventures. Indeed, I was. And did you really jump from the top of those rocks? I did, answered the leaping goat, holding his head high and feeling very proud. That's more than I could do, though. I can do circus tricks, said Tinkle. There's been a book written about me and my tricks and adventures. You don't tell me, cried Lightfoot, but what's a book? Before Tinkle could answer, Mr. Farley, the father of George and Mabel, called goodbye to the widow Maloney and drove on with the children in the pony cart. Goodbye, called Tinkle to Lightfoot. If ever you get to the circus, ask Tum Tum, the jolly elephant, or Mappo, the merry monkey, about me. I will promise Lightfoot, though I never expect to go to a circus. Sure, they were nice little children, said Mrs. Maloney, and it was a fine pony cart they had. How would you like to pull a stylish cart like that, Lightfoot? she asked as she went back to the, in the shanty to finish her washing. For many days after this, Lightfoot lived around the squatter's shanty, learning to leap and do other things that goats have to do in this world. And one day, he had an adventure that was not exactly pleasant. Lightfoot was getting to be quite a big goat now, and sometimes he wandered away farther than he had ever gone before. Two or three streets from where the Maloney shanty was built ran on an electric car line. At first Lightfoot did not know what it was, but the other goats told him that people rode in the yellow cars, which went rolling alone in such a way. On the shiny rails, a bell clanging in front. One afternoon, Lightfoot wandered down to the trolley tracks. An ash wagon had passed a little while before, and the goat had seen fall from it a tin can with a big red tomato paper pasted on it. I'll get that paper and eat off the paste, thought Lightfoot. The can was in the middle of the tracks. Lightfoot began nosing it, tearing off the paper and eating small pieces. It tasted very good to him. Suddenly there was the clanging of a bell, and along came a car, headed straight for Lightfoot. The goat looked up. 
Bother, he exclaimed to himself. You'll have to wait until I finish my lunch, she went on. I'm not going to hurry out of the way for you. I'm as good as you. Lightfoot wanted his own way, you see. But goats have no rights on a trolley track, though Lightfoot did not know this. The motorman clanged his bell and cried, Get off the tracks, you goat, or I'll bump into you. Now Lightfoot knew very little indeed about trolley cars. He did not know how strong they were. And so as he stood deeper from the can and saw the big yellow car clanging its way toward him, Lightfoot stamped his hoofs, shook his horns, and said to himself, Well, do as you please, but I am not going to move till I finish eating. I guess I can butt as hard as you. Get out of there, called the motorman again. But Lightfoot did not understand. The car slowed up a little, but still came on. Bump into him, Bill, called the conductor to the motorman, and the next instant the fender of the street car struck Lightfoot's lowered horns and tossed him to one side over into a ditch full of weeds. Oh dear, I'm hurt this time, sure, thought poor Lightfoot. I thought I could knock that car off the track, but instead it knocked me off. Oh dear. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic.